Ah, I bet you thought the track was screwed up, but it's not. It's just me tricking everyone on episode 131 of Flux to Post. I'm Jason. That guy is Lucas. Hello, Lucas. I, I've been fooled by your wily ways. I was, also, I, was, I was hoping that you were going to come in like, Jason, is your mic I, Jason, <laughs> what? Uh, uh, I almost did. I almost did. I would have let it go maybe two more seconds. Uh, remember back in the day when we would say, okay, let's do this really cool creative intro, and we're going to do this every episode of the podcast forever, and then after like a few months, we're like, okay, enough of that. We're done. I do remember it, and it was horrible. <laughs> but it was a good thought practice, though. You know what I mean? Practice. Like, keeps you creative. Keeps yeah. you thinking. It, it's true. And uh, this is the 131st episode of Flux Pose, recording on Monday, the 12th of September, 2016. We are not the podcast you want, but we are the podcast you need. Uh, if you're listening to this, thank you for listening, first of all. And if you're a returning listener, what's wrong with you? Why are you still here? Uh, I, I thought after maybe three or four episodes, but after 131? They come for the free hugs. <laughs> and, and why shouldn't they? Uh, on tonight's show, we have IRL, What You Plan, News of the Week, Overclocked Remix, The Long Awaited, Much Delayed, Netflixation, and The Community Grab Bag. So, there you go. There, there you, you have it. Go. <laughs> on today's show, I'm Michael Kite. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Mike. I really, well, I, well, I'm on that, up, up, <laughs> I'm on that precipice of whether or not I should attempt to do a don't impression because otherwise or not. we'll derail and that's how we lose people. We're we're going off the rails. It's on a crazy train. Ozzy Osbourne had it right. Lucas, it's and that's uh, where we are. It's colder yep. here in Michigan, so I thought I'd celebrate today on the drive ho- drive home. And I purchased a couple stouts. Oh, stout season, scraping right over that autumn brown ale, red ale's going straight to stout season. Dang, dude, getting serious. What you got? What well, you got? What do you? I heard you pop uh, something open. I'll let you Dumb know jelly. that right now. I'm having what could be considered the official beer of the Flux to Post podcast. Oh, a blueberry stout maple form? stout. Oh, yes, that is a tasty one. Bottled by Denny's, the restaurant. They just. <laughs> <laughs> they just bottle up their now this is gonna sound gross, but it's not. They bottle up their moppings for the night because it's basically just oh, pancake syrup and they put it in a bottle and you drink it and you go, Thank you, because it's delicious. <laughs> not many people would know, but the maple blueberry the blueberry maple stout made its first appearance on Flux to Post episode one hundred. You know that episode. That still taunts me to this day because, and I'm sure you too. Taunts if you, look you. At the video. You're not the one to hit the delete button. <laughs> but if you look at the video manager on YouTube, it's still there. And it also hangs out at the top of the videos for some reason. So I've tried all manner of, there's ways to uh, get videos back. But uh, I don't think that applies to live streaming videos. No. I think they're they're different as far as the way they're archived and everything. So Always yes. have a backup, kids. Always have a backup. Much like a leprechaun, you might have seen it, but no one will believe you if you tell them about it. That's right. That, that's our live streaming show. That's right. We should do another one of those and then promptly delete it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. 
I got uh, chips. Well, we've joked around about making every show a live stream show. Maybe one day we'll, yes. we'll get to that point. You could see how the sausage is made, mm-hmm. and then you'll go, that looks delicious. Sometimes when you see how something's made, though, you never want it ever again. That's so. true. You'll see all I mean, our dirty I mean, mistakes. We have been told times. that we have faces for podcasting. So, <laughs> But then again, people watch our YouTube videos, so I, they should be long familiar with our mean mugs. I, I would That's think. That's true. I would think. But, and, you know, speaking of beer and everything, battle yeah. of beer. So, Batab. Ba- it's, 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 it's become time to not so much diversify, but uh, how should I say adequately brand Battle of the Beer and Flex Pose because they don't, well, in our heads, it, it's a great match made in heaven, but there, it, there's really a demographic that's not so much a crossover. Like, if someone's coming right for just for the beer stuff, and like, what's this video game shit? I don't want none <laughs> of that. So, yeah. you know, that's going to create some confusion or if, if we're reaching out to, you know, beer enthusiasts, like, well, what's all this gaming stuff? I thought you guys were a beer channel. So yeah. we are going to from now on i mean you'll be accessible on both channels but battle of beer will continue in its own youtube channel i mean it already has its own we already had you know kind of started this migration anyway with the with the twitter handle um i'm sure we'll make a facebook at some point so there will be social media specific for battle of the beer there's a a youtube channel specific for battle of the beer it's all still going to be part of flex depose that's not that's not going anywhere it's just uh, yeah a more centralized repository of beer goodness. That that is very well put. And, and we by also... separating it from Fluxpose, it makes it easier for Lucas to supplant me and replace me with someone <laughs> better. How do you know that hasn't happened to me? And I'm actually cyborg Lucas, and that's why all of this is actually happening. Ah, uh, that could be. That could be why. It's very likely. Um, very well put, Jason. We also. I will have you you all know to get you pumped that um, we're pretty much set until the end of the year as far as the videos we're going to do and when they're going to release. So barring any, you know, major horrible things, uh, pretty much have two two uh, episodes releasing every month. Uh, mm. Shooting for Wednesdays. Yeah. So we have a production hopefully, schedule now. Yeah, so two Wednesdays out of the month, usually about two weeks apart, you you should see an episode. So a big step forward from, let's see, our first video released February 10th, then March 10th of 2015, then April mm-hmm. 10th. So we were doing good. Mm-hmm. May 6th. And then all of a sudden, October. <laughs> October we released. So we were doing good. And then uh, some things happened. Summertime is busy for everyone. Including the fine folks who help us make this show. So, um, yeah, look for it much more regularly, much more frequently. And uh, we're going to get the ball rolling, Jason. Yeah. The thing is, I'm hoping it gains some momentum, and it we're will with people One like step you. towards legitimacy. That's right. Unlike that my childhood. Exactly right. Oh. Illegitimate child. I was just going to ask that. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) (laughs) It's okay, Jason. Uh, It's okay. 
That's another, another podcast. And other news, football has returned to the world. It feels weird. I was saying this uh, to Jess yesterday. I'm like, it just feels weird to be watching football right now. I don't know why if it seems early in the year. I don't know. We always think this football is fall, and it's still very much – well, it's cooler out. It is still very much summer feeling outside, but I've, I've welcomed the change in weather. I can't wait for colder temps. But, you know, it just, it just felt weird. You know, I had my – Jess had some stuff going on, so I had control of the living room, and – I had some snacks. I had some beer. I had Ooh. football going. On. I had football on the TV. I had my fantasy football going on my cell phone. I had some Animal Crossing going because the Lions weren't playing yet, so I wasn't really vested in what was going on, you know. But as we're usual, the Lions just a happy little piggy. I, I was the Lions can't just play football. They, I, 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 you know, they had a dominant first half, and I was like, well, this is not going to be the, the way the game ends. It's gonna, it, it, it has to have cardiac arrest several times. Like they, I've never watched a team who consistently can't either just play terrible or can always play good. They have to give you a glimmer of hope the other way. So if they're doing well, you have to have, it's like a constant roller coaster radio wave of, Oh yes. Moments to Oh shit moments. And you know, and then they, they throw games away and only to come back and win them in the final seconds. It's just, Oh gosh, it's committing really stupid foul or penalties oh, that no gosh. one's ever heard of. Oh, we just made a <laughs> crucial stop on third and short. Oh, I'm going to get a taunting penalty and give him a first down. Why not? You know, stuff like that. And I was telling Jess, I was like, I, I, if we have a kid someday, I'm not going to let them be a Lions fan. She was like, why? You're not going to let? The, I thought that's what you always wanted to do. go. No, because I don't want them to live this way. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I don't want to them be to, go, to suffer like I have for 33 years. Can a team be that bad for that long? I mean, there's got to be an upswing at some point. Oh, right? there's there's definitely teams that have been worse than us throughout this time span. I mean, the Cleveland Browns come to mind, but that's true. You know, like it's, they just had you know Robert Griffin the third. You know, they just signed him at quarterback this season, and he's on IR already. Played one game, he's on IR. He has like some broken crap in his shoulder, but it's just like <laughs> that dude was a number one draft pick, and now he's just nothing. He's gonna Gone. be a shell of the. His former self, which is it's unfortunate because he's a really athletic, talented player, but just uh, just fantasy football, man, crap, that's man. just a cluster too. Oh, your team's gonna do this? No, every te- every player in your team's gonna crap the bed, and your team's gonna stink this week. Yeah, that's, I'm that's looking, what's happening to me. I was yeah, same here. I made a really bad move. Um, I left in one of the running backs that was supposed to be pretty good. And he didn't get shit for points. Meanwhile, one of my benched running backs who was like, you know, my second string just in case somebody gets injured or whatever is like outperforming by almost double points. And I'm just like, damn it. Come on. The Tom Tom tough guys are not looking very tough right now. And that's me. But Uh, at least, you know, you set your lineup like some other people like Q and our league still had Tony Romo in at quarterback. And Tony Romo's (laughs) out for at least like for a while so i mean there's that well, it looks like it was a good week for football though i mean looking at the score i didn't get to watch any games at all because i was out and about but uh a lot of close scores um just based on some of my players in the games they played so yeah probably yeah probably some close games there i mean the Lions game was, was really good but i mean it's just it's just it stinks frustrating it, you know it's frustrating we can't so finish we can't finish. We well, you just, yeah. Shot, they start shoot off in the foot. Yeah, they play the great first half, and then they just stink the third and quarters, and they really like scramble at the end. I mean, it's 
here's the one thing I, I you know I know we're talking a lot of sports here, but um, the one thing that I, I just cannot I got so sick of hearing is like I don't know how many times during the game like well the Lions don't have Calvin Johnson anymore so it's a new identity <laughs> well it's going to be receivers by committee because Calvin Johnson Calvin Johnson Calvin Johnson it's just like oh, okay we get it Calvin Johnson is retired we get it I don't need to hear about it anymore and then it's so much Matthew Stafford well he doesn't have Calvin Johnson to throw to Stafford was like almost eighty percent accuracy through for over three hundred yards two touchdowns no picks I think he did just fine. Without Calvin Johnson. Yeah, um, but he yes. didn't have Calvin Johnson, though. It's the big problem. <laughs> the Colts, like, their secondary was decimated. Like, there was, for a while, there was, like, every play, another guy was getting hurt. Like, they had, at one point, they had, like, towards the end of the game, they could not, like, do any different coverage um, schemes because every DB that they had was on the field already. They had no reserves. They had no guys to throw, like, they couldn't do, like, throw seven DBs out there. I mean, five DBs out there because they had no... They had no extras. They're done. So, their the the line that they had was basically dictating their defense, or the players yeah. that they had left a field. Yeah, I had a um, I had a wide receiver on the Colts and a wide receiver on Detroit. So I had to make a pretty tough. Who was your Colts receiver? Um, T. Y. Hilton. Oh um, gosh, he was tearing us up. Well, he didn't get he a lot of awesome points. Is the thing was is they they I was looking at Yahoo's um matchup rating and they had said that he might get shut down by uh Darius Slay. No, they didn't. Our, that's on, the thing. They, that's the thing. They didn't really have Slay covering him all the time, which I don't get. I don't know why they didn't just have Slay man up on him, but I think we were trying it, to do some like zone coverage. Well, my my Detroit wide receiver was the guy that Stafford could only hit in um practice, which is Marvin Jones Jr. So I was like, okay, he's going to be you know, they're going to throw to him a lot. And so I put him in and really there's only like a point, point six, uh, yeah. point difference in the way that they performed. So neither had a touchdown. So, I mean, that's, that's the big thing. I mean, that would make a difference for you. Um, yeah, it's just weird. I mean, and so that's really why the Detroit was able to really, they had an awesome, they marched down the hill and they had like 45 seconds left. And from our own 25, they marched down the field to kick the game running field goal, much because of, you know, Indianapolis's, uh, Defensive injuries, but it's a fun game. Um, I think that's way too much about sports for these people. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's football. We're in well, America, and we, we love football here. I got American I got football. even more. I got even more manly stories for you, Jason. Oh, tell me, tell me. Well, um, I've talked about in the past couple of episodes my lawnmower. Right, my lawnmower was a source of frustration mm-hmm. because. I was basically replacing part by part, trying to figure out why this thing wouldn't run. And this was a lawnmower that was sold to me by my neighbor. And I say so I say it sold to me because it kind of came in a package deal that I wasn't one hundred it was one of those things where I was like, Well, we need these we need these items. We need a lawnmower because he was a landscaper and had mowed our lawn for free for a long time because he had a rider a professional grade rider and it took him like five minutes to, to mow the lawn. So never had to really worry about it because he just wanted to never asked him to, he just did. Hmm. And so I was like, okay, we need these things. So I got this lawnmower and hadn't really started it up or anything until they moved and it didn't start. And he told me that it started rough when he had it. 
but it just needed a new spark plug. So that was like the first thing I changed. Then the air filter. Then I tore apart the carburetor. Couldn't get it to work. So I ordered a new carburetor. Finally, like I, I said, you know what? I'm done buying this thing piece by piece. I'm just going to buy a new carburetor because I'll, I'll end up with a new carburetor that cost me $30, twice as much than it actually mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? Screw it. Replace the whole thing. Be done with it. So I get it on there, try to start it up and it would start and it would run, which was a new, that was a new development. It wouldn't even run before, but it was just chugging kind of surging up and down a little bit and just chug, 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 chug. Now my, my lawnmower doesn't have a throttle or anything. It's just, you, you turn it on and you go. So I was uh-huh. like, what, what, what's the deal? You know, maybe it's not getting a good spark. Maybe the, maybe the carburetor isn't bolted on all the way or whatever. So I'm messing around with it, tinkering around, you know, doing a lot of, hmm, and scratching my beard and not a lot of fixing, um, a lot of furrowed brows and such. And it's been bugging me for a couple days because I slapped the carburetor on and then didn't have much time to mess around with it. So I pulled it out today and I see this little screw on the carburetor and I'm like, you know, I wonder maybe because it was easily accessible. So I thought, okay, maybe that's this has something to do with it. So I turn the screw. That baby comes to life purring like a kitten. It's an it must be like the uh, because there's no clutch or anything. That's what it ran like. It ran like I had the or not the clutch, the um. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The thing that you pull when you try to start something choke, choke, yeah, there you go. not clutch. Uh, it act like I still had the choke on. So I screwed that and, you know, tightened it up a little bit. And I guess it's some sort of, uh, I don't know if it controls gas flow or if it controls airflow or what, but it runs now. Mm-hmm. So I, oh, I did awesome. a couple of, I did a couple of test strips on the lawn to see how she worked and well, it cuts grass. And the best thing is we borrowed a lawnmower that was, uh, that is my wife's father lawnmower and it doesn't have a bag system on it or anything. So when you cut the grass it all just like, especially when it gets super long, it all just lays in the yard when you're done. So it doesn't. Yeah. Your yard doesn't really look that. I mean, it looks better than when it was super grown. But. Yeah, but broadcasting's not too bad either because it helps get nitrogen back into the soil, which will help promote, you know, help fertilize the other grass. So. Well, look at you. So. Well, that's not going to happen anymore because this is a bag system. <laughs> so. Hmm. <sighs> but now I can cut that jungle of a backyard. God, I can't imagine how bad it looked until. Well, it, what, or was Derek able, or had Derek come over a couple times before that? No, he the backyard had never been cut. He was going oh. to, or no, he did cut the backyard once, but it was also matted down that the mower because he has a professional lawnmower as well, but it's a, it's a little bit higher, so yeah. it didn't really cut because it was all matted down, so it couldn't yeah. cut down deep. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna have a finely manicured lawn now, Jason. Oh. It's gonna look it, great. There you go. I want, I want you to come take your shoes off and walk on my lawn. <laughs> no, Cody poop. <laughs> Not in the front lawn. Oh, true. I could do that. He would bite a stranger if I let him in the front lawn. On, on the point. front lawn. Good so, point. There you go. I you I go. will expect my man card in the mail now, and uh, we'll go from there, Jason. We can arm right. wrestle once I get it. Mm, perfect. That's well, all I sure. did. Should we just jump? Well, that's it. Should we just jump right into, you know, some what you plan? 
Sure, let's do it. Let's, uh, how about this? Ooh. Wow, that was super loud. What was that noise? Uh, all right. I, I've done a few things this past week. A few things. Um, hey, you did. Animal Crossing, it's still there. I am paid off another home loan. Um, working on getting my uh, first public works project constructed, which requires a lot of money. So there's that. It's a good. What are you uh, constructing? A bridge. Ooh, to know. Because like there's a there's a river that runs through my town territory, and there's there's only one bridge right now, so a second one would really help, just make it easier to walk to and from, instead of having sure. to backtrack and stuff. Um. That game's already like the number. I think my number four most played on the console with uh, thirteen hours. Thanks. Locked son. into it so far. But, that's impressive, considering you said you just kind of pop in here and there. Yeah, like, that's my concern though, because after a while, I feel like I'm gonna. It's gonna feel like a chore, like to the point where, like, if I miss a couple days doing it, I'm like, oh crap, you know. I don't. I don't feel like I don't like that of knowing that like have to play something, you know. Yeah, because it's very much something you need to just like you know it doesn't take a lot of time to maintain, but you can just have to pop in there every once in a while to kind of take care of things. But we'll see, we'll see as we go along. Um, otherwise, uh, I t- recently, actually, just after today, I jumped back into Ocarina of Time on the 3DS. I was like, will let me borrow um, the sequel, uh, Majora's Mask, so I want to get to that mm-hmm. so I can get his cartridge back to him. So. Um, I just got to the Temple of Time and transitioned into Adult Link, and I'm at the Forest Temple. So I'm like roughly, I think, like halfway through the game. Um, I've nice. never played it, you know, start to finish before. I didn't have a 64, so I mean, I've played it. And I've I've seen the I've played the ending, you know. I've I've done the final boss fight, but I've never like experienced the game start to finish. I'm very very familiar with the story and everything, but to many people, that's like the you know premier Zelda game event. You know, must play experience. So, I mean, it's definitely a good game. Um, I, 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 there's things about it that I don't like. Like they have, you need to collect gold. Uh, what are they? Skulluchas or skulluchas? They're like these little, like they're like these giant spiders that have like a skull-like carapace. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Know? And when you kill them, you get a token. And in this game, they're used to like for to get like wallet upgrades, but. You know, so there's all those you got to track down. And then there's just, like, you know, random item placement, like, in a spot. Like, you would never think to bomb this ground there, and it opens up a hole where you can get something. You know, it's just the really obscure stuff like that that's in Zelda games. It's just like, well, I would never think to look for that. If I didn't, if I didn't like, look it up online or something, how would I ever, you know, find that? You know, or a crazy fetch quest, things like that. Which, mm-hmm. I, like, you know, I, I, more recently, you know, I've played... You know, like the next Zelda game after this, you know, we had Majora's Mask, but then it was Wind Waker and then Twilight Princess, you know, I, which I'm very familiar with both those games. I haven't just played, you know, Twilight Princess recently. You know, that that's not as much of a factor. But, I mean, even just getting the heart containers can be, you know, a bit much sometimes. So that's kind of the downside a little bit with some of the Zelda stuff. But it's still a very, very much enjoyable game. I, I like the, you know, the musically, it's got great, great songs, which I, which I wasn't sure I knew the entire um soundtrack as well as I did but I know many many scores from that and then the, you know the enhanced visuals look nice as well but the icing on the cake gaming wise this week um for playsomevideogames.com I was privileged enough as long with, as well as uh Kevin um he got the Wii U copy we got we had review copies for Yotun Valhalla edition I believe that's how you pronounce it it's not Jotun I want to call it Jotun but I believe it's 
the actual oh. pronunciation. If you go to uh, Valhalla Edition, it's a just released last week Friday, last week Thursday. Um, and I, I cannot recommend um, this game enough to people. I it was just just fantastic. You know, this was a was a I'm pretty sure it was a, a crowdfunded uh, game through you know uh, what's the stupid site that's eluding me right now? Kickstarter. Yeah, thank you. I'm fairly certain it was a Kickstarter game, but I mean this thing is just awesome. Um, the dev. Oh, where's our studio on this? Um, oh, Thunder Lotus. Uh, they're the studio behind it, and what immediately you'll see when you play it, it's all hand, it, all the animation, all the art's hand drawn, and it just looks fantastic. I mean, you play um, your character Thora, and you're a Viking warrior that have died, you know, this inglorious death, and now you're you're in the the afterlife. So you're you're tasked with like to impress the gods by battling these Yotun, which is, uh, it's the old Viking word for, I believe it's just, uh, like the giant, you know, you're tasked with fighting these giants to impress the gods to earn your way into Valhalla, you know, to have a, you know, a glorious existence. And it's just like, it does a great way of making this, you feel like small and in your epic part, like the camera will just pull way back and reveal these huge sprawling vistas and give this big overview of the world that's in front of you. Um, it really pulls a lot from um, from uh, the mythology of you know, you know um, Norse mythology, I should say, and mm-hmm. it, you know it just it just it it's a very short game. Like I only took like five hours to play it, but it was very much an experience in that same sense. I mean, the combat's really simple. You have two moves: you have a, a, a basic axe swing, and then you have a, a more a charged up, more damaged axe swing, and that's it. You got your movement, and then you learn. You get some abilities from defeating the, the different giants. You get some abilities that you can use to further help you, and, that, and that's the thing that, that like, there's a couple levels that you go to get these runes, and then when you get both runes, you unlock the door to fight the boss, and that's what the game really is. It's all about those boss fights, and they are gonna they're gonna punish you, and they're gonna push you because I I never beat one on my first try, and sometimes it took you know multiple deaths before I could finally, you know, punish, finish one off. And I really got a sense of accomplishment when I was able to do so. So, I mean, I, I scored this <laughs> game like a 92 out of a hundred. I, I mean, it's just a really, really fun experience. And the only difference between, cause this had come out, this had been released on steam for, for some time. And now with the Valhalla edition, it's hitting steam again, but then, you know, the various consoles as well. Um, they added a boss rush mode, which, you know, you're fighting the bosses, and they're even harder. So <laughs> there's that. But I, I I think you would really like it, Lucas. Um, I think we're much in that same, you know, we like that same type of, of not just from the art, but I think, you know, I like Vikings. I'm sure you will like Vikings as well. And I like them. It's just, it's just cool, especially when you're fighting a boss, the music gets all cinematic and crazy, and then, like, the camera pulls back. And, I mean, you're just like this little blip on the, the screen against this massive... Yotun, you know, it's just, uh, it was so cool. I mean, it, it was on, it was on sale last week. Um, I think you could get it for like nine bucks, but, uh, now it's back to full price. It's only $15. That's a yeah, steal. that's not bad. That's a steal. I mean, it, it is a short game, but I think for what it is, I think that's a really, really good price. It's a great game. I, again, I cannot recommend it enough. And, uh, lastly, we just, we, uh, uh, Justin and I got back into, uh, comedians and cars getting coffee. 
Jerry's Seinfeld's little web series, and we finished off like the entirety of season seven um, last week, and then we started like season eight. Jim Gaffigan. Uh, oh, we did watch one of his stand-ups too, but <laughs> gosh, I, I love Jim Gaffigan. Hilarious. And there was another, who was the other stand Oh, um, Steve Martin's episode was really good too. I think by far one of our favorites is still the one he did with, um, uh, gosh, why, uh, Howard Stern. But was still great. Jim Carrey's was really good as well, but great, great series. I, lo- I love it. Um, I mean, I find the car stuff interesting. I'm not by no means I'm a car guy, but Jerry definitely knows his stuff. And his uh, his comedy, I'm sure, is not for everyone. It's he's he very much sometimes like um, gives points himself as a horrible person. But uh, <laughs> I, I just great stuff. I love it. It's free. It's on uh, streams on uh, Crackle. So not much else I'd ever go there for, but. Oh, there is like there was this one like claim, like an animated series on Crackle. I always meant to go back to it, that I never did. That was some sort of superhero stop motion thing. I'll have to dig that up and see what it is. I also realized I need to really I need to finish Danger Five. There's something I haven't thought about in a while. I need to get back into. Yeah, that's still on my list. I tried to go back to it. I don't know. It's I don't think it's for me, man. I try to get into it, but. Uh, I love it. It's horrible. It's horrible, and I love it. It's it is sec- it, it it is horrible. It's racist. It's sexist. Sure. It's stupid. And it's, it's like it's, it's it's like if if Team America World Police were was made by Australians in live action. That, that's, that's what true. it is. That is yeah, yeah. And that's, that's it, man. That, that's all my what you playing this week. Dang. Oh, I bought a book. I bought a book. I've got the next. Uh-oh. I've got the next. Uh, I got the next book in the uh, aftermath series. Oh yeah, yeah. For Star right. Wars. You said you were looking with, with the looking to get that one. The gift your mama got me. So I haven't I haven't started it yet, but that's next on the list. The gift your mama got me is the name of my next book that I'm writing. <laughs> Ooh. The gift, mom. I don't know. It just sounds like something. Sounds like something somebody should write. The gift your mama got me. Look for it on store shelves, and ebooks everywhere. Um, well, good. I'm interested. I need to, I need to read some of them, some of them, their books that actually reminds me. I don't know if I've talked about it yet, but I'm almost done with a shadow run book, but I'm just going to wait until I finish it. Oh, before nice. I talk about it. Yeah. I'm let's see. I think I've only got like four books left, maybe three that I haven't read, uh, read in the shadow run series that I own. Anyway, there's plenty more out there that I don't have. But that's that is a tale for another time, Jason. Because for now, we're talking what you're playing, and I'm telling you what I was playing. I almost didn't. I almost didn't talk about this because I almost forgot that I even played it because I played it probably Wednesday or Thursday. It's a game called Sheltered, Jason. Have you ever heard oh. of it? No, I've heard of Shelter, but not Sheltered. <laughs> it is a post post apocalyptic survival two D. Um, survival game, not survival in the sense that like, it's not like Minecraft or something like that. It's more in the sense that you're in a shelter and you're building rooms and it's kind of like this war of mine. You're building rooms and, uh, water filters and, and stuff like that in the hopes of surviving as many days as possible. And you can, there's an element where you can send people out to go and, uh, search for 
search the um, map around you. So there'll be like locations like schools or cities or houses and stuff like that that you can send them off to and uh, they'll bring back the goods that they find there. And um, yeah, there's a lot of management of bars, a lot of, <laughs> lot, lot of management of you know, hunger bars and yeah. thirst bars and poopy and PP bars. You linked uh, the Steam page, library page, I mean, the store page for it. And just a quote that came across I'm watching the video. My sheltered family recruited a stranger to help us out. We ended up eating him the same afternoon. <laughs> I have not had that happen to me, but you can recruit strangers. They'll come by and say, hey, uh, notice that you got pretty fine setup over here. You want to let another person in, which there is a benefit of doing that because then you, if you keep them alive and happy enough for, uh, I think it's like four days, they will become productive um, partners in your shelter. But you start off with two adults and two children. And they have a certain stat set, which I haven't, it affects combat and stuff like that, but I haven't really seen it affect stuff that much. Um, I've only played for about a month, but there are things that aren't told to you that you have to learn throughout the game that really sets you back the farther you go without knowing these things. Um, For instance, I spent a lot of time trying to find parts to upgrade the workbench which is where you create a lot of the stuff that you need for the shelter and of course you have to unlock higher tiers to unlock things that are cooler uh, and more useful so I was spending a lot of time trying to find that stuff and when it rains you can collect that water to use in the shelter but you also need it when you send people out so when it would rain I would be like all right, everybody who needs to take a shower or use some sort or drink or anything like that, do it now so it'll get replenished because you can only store so much water. And then I would send people out to go wherever, you know, however far I can get them to go um, because it'll be replenished for however long it rains. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, if you're trying to get them as far as you can go, the um likelihood of actually being able to replenish your water after that is pretty low so i ended up kind of screwing myself over by focusing on parts and not focusing on food i'd find food when i when i took it or when i found it i would take it because obviously you need food but yeah right i don't know it wasn't a priority and so i ended up screwing my family over and um a lot of them died from hunger <laughs> because I was so focused. And unfortunately, like I only needed one particular part. It was rope and I couldn't find it anywhere. But then uh, I found out that you can actually go back to places that you searched and there'll be different things there. Like it regenerates over a certain amount of days. So I did, I just assumed it would be empty when I went back. So I was trying to send them out further and further and further away when I could have been kind of doing you know, further away and then closer and then further away trying to retain some water. So it's a pretty interesting game. I feel like because it's a little bit random, it's uh, like the map around you is randomly generated and stuff like that. It can be a little varying as far as the Mm -hmm. difficulty goes. But, uh, you know, once you start a game, it's one of those where you just, you just kind of get into it because there's so much to manage that. I was just like, 
sucked into it for a little while. Now, is it um, still on uh, early access? I believe so. Um, actually, no. I think it. I think it released. Uh, yeah, because I'm looking at the Steam thing, and usually it'll say it's early access yeah. if you're gonna buy it. So yeah, it looks it like okay. Released. It looks like it, yeah, because it says March fifteenth was its release. It's release date. So okay. Yeah, so I don't know. It's pretty interesting. I I know I haven't seen all there is to see in this game yet, but mm-hmm. uh, so far I like the art style. I like the combat system. I don't know. There's for what it is, it's got varied enough stuff that uh, I want to keep playing it. So cool. Um, that was pretty much the only. I, I've been playing other games too, but I've already talked about them, and I want to get. I want to finish them. Oh. There is one thing that really sucks. You remember how I was talking about Police Quest and how difficult it is because of its age and how games were just adventure yeah. games back then were just like that. They were they were difficult. You could click on one thing and you would just look at something and then a monster would come up and eat you because they just want to make the game last longer. OK, yeah. so I got further in Police Quest and there's a part where I pulled over a suspect who had who was driving around a stolen vehicle that we were looking for on the on the task force. So I get him out, get him to the the jail for booking. And what I didn't realize is before you go in the in the jail, there's lockers to put your gun in. And so I marched him in without putting my gun. Now, nowadays, there would be a prompt that would say, I'm not supposed to enter the jail with my gun holstered. I got to put it in the locker or whatever. Well, no, this just lets you, this just lets you go in. So I ended up saving quick saving in there because when you book the, when you book people that you've arrested, you have to put in codes, number numerical codes. And I, I think they're actual real police codes for the things that they've committed. So, you know, driving a stolen vehicle, resisting arrest, uh, he had cocaine and marijuana in the back, so I had to put that in. So you have to put in all the things that they've been charged with before it'll open the door and let you put him in the jail. So I have to unha- unhandcuff him before I put him in jail, right? So I go to do that, and I had saved previous, like after I finally put the codes in right, I saved it right there. I go to unlock the handcuffs, and every time I do, he pulls the gun out of my holster and shoots me. And I die. So it's game over. And so I'm like, okay. So I finally figured out what I was supposed to do. What I was supposed to do before I went in. And turns out I can't leave. I can't leave the station. So (laughs) I can't go put my gun back. But I have no other recourse. So now I have to go and open an old save game that I was... I saved it at the arrest point. So... It's not like I have to go back really far, but I have to go do all that annoying stuff, like put the codes back in and everything before I can um, put him in jail. So I was just like, ah, screw this. I'll come back to it later. So that's just a little tidbit of the horrors of playing classic games like that is that they they were definitely difficult back then. No, no, uh, they they don't go easy on you. So Um, as far as uh, the... TV shows and movie side of things. Uh, today, I I haven't really had a, a decent show to just kind of put on like I've talked about before. Um, 
when I'm upstairs. And so I decided to give Workaholics a shot because I started watching it in the past, but I don't think I think I made it like three episodes <laughs> in or something. So I was like, you know, what? I, I I think it, you know, I like the, the premise and everything and I, I don't remember hating it or anything. So I put it on in the background and. You know, I like it. I laugh. It's it's a Comedy Central oh, show. Oh, God, and it's hilarious. It's, yeah, it's funny, and it's uh, kind of something nice that it's lighter fare, so I don't have to, like, really pay attention to it or anything, but I I do my best because it's pretty good, and, um, I mean, I'm obviously starting way back because there's, like, what, six seasons now or more? Six or seven or something like that, so... yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's funny. I'm enjoying it. So I- I'm sure I will watch plenty more of that. And then finally I watched a movie, Jason. Oh. I was having a, I was having a meh night. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Uh-huh. And this was a movie that I wanted to watch because it's similar to a premise that I had, um, come up with before in, Ooh, in screenwriting. I, re- I remember that. Yes. And so once this came out, I was kind of like, mm, I wonder how close this is actually going to be turns out not very that not really close at all because this movie is called the forest and it's about a um, girl whose twin sister is teaching in Japan and oh, they I've go on this. a, Oh, you it have my watch. Okay. It was in one of my watch plans a few months was it ago. Truly. Oh, okay. Well, I won't get too. I won't have to go too far into it then if you've, if you are a regular listener, but basically the premise is she gets lost in the, the, um, uh, whatever woods where people kill themselves. <laughs> I'm, I wish I could remember, but it's some Japanese name that I don't remember. So instead we'll call it suicide woods. Um, so I was curious as to how, you know, which way this, this movie was going to go. Do you remember what were your thoughts on it? Just as a it wasn't, refresh my brain. It wasn't horrible. I mean, no, it, 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 I mean, it's got, you know, our typical, let's, so a few jump scares. It's got this twist ending type thing, you know. Yeah. Um. It, so you know, it that's that's the way I felt about it. It was okay enough to keep me watching, but there were definitely parts where I kind of felt like it's the typical horror thing. It's. it's I mean, like, I mean, why Queen Marjorie's got to build up her portfolio now, now that she's <laughs> no longer employed by HBO. So that's true. That's true. Um. I don't know. There was a good idea in here, but there were parts where they just conveniently forgot about the way that I don't know. Like, for instance, there's there's the guy, the um, the guy who's the reporter or whatever, the journalist yeah. who wants to write a story about her. But he acts like a dick the whole time, even when like she's talking about things that may or may not have happened. Um. If 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 they were going because I feel like they were going for he was innocent because otherwise, why would you care if he died? And yet he acts like he's not innocent, even though any other normal person would be like, what are you talking about? You're talking nonsense. OK, we just had a discussion about how when you go in this woods, it warps your mind. And he seemed to not be affected by it at all, which doesn't also doesn't make any sense. But she was being extremely affected by the forest and thinking that he was killing. He had trapped her sister and killed or was going to kill her or whatever. And 
I don't know. It just it kind of all of a sudden threw through um sense out the window. So those were the things that I was just like, okay, come on. Um and not to mention, you know, they they tell her plenty of times stay on the path in the woods and don't like don't stay out in the dark. And she does both of those things. She goes off the path and she stays out at in the darkness. So it's like I I don't know. I wasn't convinced that she didn't b- not believe the stories enough to to be like, yeah, right, whatever, and then stay out there. Mm-hmm. So I kind of felt like, I don't know, it was just one of those things where you want the characters to have a, sen- a com- common sense, and none of them do. Besides for the guy who, were, that poor guy who has to walk around the forest and <laughs> look look for people who've killed themselves. Yeah, what a crappy bodies. job. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. It was okay, but I was kind of disappointed by, there were things I was disappointed by, and there were things that I thought were, were clever. So, I don't know. It could go either way. It was a decent enough watch. I didn't find it particularly scary, though, because like you said, it relies very much on the jump scare. Which is unfortunate because I feel like they had a really good um, atmosphere that they could have presented, mm-hmm. and they they didn't. So I was expecting like I'll, the Conjuring. I thought was an okay movie, or uh, not the Conjuring. Um, what's the one where they go into like the dark world after the seance because their kid is being insidious? Yeah. Um, that one had a lot of atmosphere. So I was kind of thinking maybe it would be something like that where it plays a little bit more psychology, uh, psychological games from a visual standpoint. And it kind mm-hmm. of does a little bit, but not as artistic as I would have liked to see. Yeah. Um, so all in all, it was just kind of an okay movie, but, uh, I feel better about writing the thing that I was, cause I've got, I got, a, I didn't quite start writing it, but I had, the plans laid out. So now I'm like, okay, that that's not really the only thing they have involved really is that there's a forest and that's about it. So, yeah. Um, now I can continue to procrastinate and pretend like I'm writing that. So, and, and feel good about it. So, uh, that's, that was the last notable thing that I did. Good. And, um, yeah, that's it. So, and you were worried about being able to talk about something. I know. Well, once I remembered that I, I almost forgot sheltered and the forest to talk about because I did both of them pretty much Wednesday or Thursday. So I have a terrible memory. All the days kind of just I feel like any time in, in pre-show stuff, you're like, I don't know if I'm gonna have a lot to talk about, and then I should I should save that and then remind you after you've been talking <laughs> for a good chunk of time. Like, yeah, remember this? Well, you have a <laughs> you have a text message today for it. Oh, uh, I know. It's true. Uh, what do you think? Let's do remix now. News later. I uh, I mean, whatever you want to do, man. I don't mind. I think we need to break things up a bit. Okay. There was two giant slabs of talking, and I guess now we yeah. will break it up with some music. So I'm gonna spin that. Oh, it helps if you um. I, I had I had everything muted because after the fiasco of oh. clicking on CNET, it's like I muted all the time now because of who who knows what ads you're gonna get when you click on a website. Here we go. Round and round she goes while she stops. Ooh, Nobody ooh, ooh. knows. What we got? What we got? What we got? We got yeah, number six. Number six. One, two, three, four, ooh. five, six. Ooh. 
Kirby's Dreamland number three. Number three, Kerbland. Hmm. Kerbland. Kerbland, your enthusiasm. As Lucas had announced, our remix this week comes from Kirby's Dreamland three, uh, released on the Super Nintendo Entertainment System by Nintendo. 1997, developed by HAL Laboratories. Um, what we have here, our remixer is uh, Timis222. Our remix is called Kerbland. Uh, looks like we've got four main songs. It's uh, remixing uh, Flower Garden, Grassland 2, Ripple Field 3, and Sand Canyon 3. So we're going to play that remix now, and then afterwards you should check out ocremix.org after you're done listening to our podcast, of course for a few hundred thousand many more remixes of this caliber or greater or less. Who knows?
And that was Overclock Remix, and we're going to roll straight into News of <gasps> the Week. Boom. Uh, starting off with games. Uh, top story, none other than the fact, just because I like video games. Particularly ones made by Nintendo. Um, this is just kind of cool. And, and With all the attention that the, the NES Classic Edition has gotten... Uh, someone went out and made a SNES, uh, SNES Micro uh, utilizing the Raspberry Pi Zero and Clay. Uh, it's just like a four-minute video here on YouTube, uh, kind of detailing the build process. But essentially, that you know, he for, he constructed a, a case for it, then molded a SNES design out of clay, sculpted it, painted it. It's got the Raspberry Pi Zero mounted inside of there, two USB. Um, ports and essentially, you know, it plays. Um, you know, it's a little computer that plays all your Super Nintendo emulation you could want. Yay! And it looks cool. It does look pretty cool. Although not much, not much else you can really say. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think he'll be selling them anytime soon. Since <laughs> I mean, clay handmade uh, SNES is no. probably I, there is a company a that long. sells. Uh, what is it called? Uh, there's an NES emulator. Um. Uh, oh, a Nest Box, something like that. You can buy. Uh, oh no, no excuse me, S Box. Nest Box is an actual emulation software, but there is um. Uh, NES Raspberry Pi, I think, or there, essentially, there's people that were they're selling. They'll sell you. Uh, it it basically looks just like a uh, the Nintendo box. It's like a. NES box, but it's using a Raspberry Pi. You can people. There's a company that like will build them and sell them. So, so much like much like this, but legi- yeah, like legitimate. Well, I would I would assume you could do pretty much the same thing if you had a 3D printer and just right. make it out of 3D mm-hmm. out of a 3D printer. So, which would be also very cool to see. Yours. Um, our backup stories. <laughs> Last Guardian delayed. Again, the game that just keep can't come out um, only until December. So, um, was supposed to come out this October, and now it's going to get pushed back to December sixth. So, they have encountered more bugs than anticipated. I don't even know how you can be excited about like if you can be legitimately excited about this game anymore because it's just been like so long on the back burner, and then when it's finally out, you're like, ugh, you know. Yeah, by the time you can only push a game so long before I feel like people just kind of forget that it's ever coming out. Yeah, you almost have to. You almost have to come back around again, like Half Life. Like they even mentioned Half Life Three here. Like you have to come back around to Duke Nukem Forever or Half Life Three levels of like mythology before anybody gives a shit anymore. Because I mean, there. If you're gonna push back a game, I think December is probably the way to go because. You're lucky there yeah. because then it's like in time for the holiday season or whatever. But I don't know. I I think there are a lot of people rooting for this game based on people who have just went, you know, bat crazy when yeah. uh, the trailer played. Well, because everyone's like crying. everyone <laughs> likes like what Team Ico does, but I feel like this is it just feels like a big departure. From it's going to have to it be amazing now. Yeah. Well, here's the top comment. <laughs> Is it it's somebody, someone posted the tweet that PlayStation official PlayStation account had posted 
Originally posted September 16th, 2010, so almost six years ago. In case you slept through it, The Last Guardian from Team Eco is coming to PS3, Holiday 2011. New Tokyo <laughs> Game Show trailer here. So, oh man. <laughs> so they basically skipped a generation. Well, and that's, you know, that's another thing is they had to, they went from PS3 to PS4, which is bad enough because now you have to um, get it ready for that type of graphical upgrade. Yeah. They might as well push it out until the uh, the PlayStation four and a half come out comes out or whatever. Oh, here's another great Making comment a launch title. showing a busted up, uh, broken version of the lead character from Mighty Number no. Nine. I can't remember his name because the game sucks so much. I'm going to have a cartoon, a movie, a sequel. I'm going to be great. No, <laughs> no, you're not. You'll see. And our last story and the names, uh, Interplay. You might remember Interplay. They made a lot of games. I played a lot of Interplay games. I didn't realize it until they listed some of these out. Well, they they don't exist really anymore, and they're offloading their entire intellect IP library, which is like 70 titles, including Earthworm Jim, Clay Fighter, MDK. Um, yeah. Yeah, I remember. They were a developer and a publisher of note, too. They um they had a lot of the weird games that you remember from the nineties and early two thousands like yeah uh, giants they owned, they owned Fallout yep I remember that's where I remember them most from but uh, they also had Giants and Messiah oh, free, Messiah free Space was theirs yeah, too Free Space uh, Messiah was that weird one where you were the little baby cherub who could take oh, over yes. people's bodies and now, of course MDK yeah. was weird too. Um, and then Sacrifice, which I oh, think Descent, was that one. Descent was theirs as well. I mean, Earthworm Jim is by far my favorite of theirs. but That one really stands out compared to the rest of them, I feel like. Most of these were computer games, too, except for Earthworm Jim. Here's the thing, though. Look at some of the games they published. Um, Boogerman, Rock and Roll <laughs> Racing, The Lost Vikings. Yeah. yeah. So good. Pu- so uh, good publisher too. Yeah, so it's sad. I would love to see someone snatch up Earthworm Jim and then make something with it, but I hate to see like Earthworm Jim. I don't think is, is a game that can only be two D. You know, like there was the the three D Earthworm Jim three D that just didn't you know live up to it. I mean, we did get to see the uh, Earthworm Jim HD version that was released on like Xbox Live Arcade and stuff, but. A hand-drawn Earthworm Jim game would be sweet. Bring back the cartoon. Groovy! Uh, All right, let's move on. Uh, Movies and television. Lucas, what we got? What we got movies and TV? Yeah, well, I just added this one because I I just became aware of this movie recently. Um, It's called The Belko Experiment, and it's written by James Gunn, the guy who directed... um, guardians of the galaxy and we'll do so for number two as well uh it's a horror uh they're billing it as a horror thriller film in which uh 80 americans are locked in a colombian corporate high-rise office and forced into a twisted social experiment from an unknown unknown voice who leads them on a deadly game of kill or be killed which i've seen that i've seen that um premise kind of not that exact premise but the whole like 
you're playing a sick and twisted game. We even watched um, what was it, Seven Sins or I can't remember what it was, but we watched oh, yeah. a Netflixation that was similar to this, where the guy would answer the phone and he would get more and more money. And then there yep. was that there was that movie that just released in theaters that, with a really stupid name I can't remember, where it was pretty much a similar thing. You'd play this game where you would get more and more followers for yeah. doing stupid yep. shit that people type to you. Uh, but what makes this one different and gives me some hope is that it's um, directed by Greg McLean from uh, who did Wolf Creek, and I, I I feel like James Gunn just had a lot more. Um, control over this mm-hmm. this um, property and so I don't know it just feels like this could actually be halfway decent it could go one way or the other it could be good or it could be awful and um, and then I saw this screenshot that's in this article and I was like oh I know some of these people so I don't think it's just one of those hopefully it's not just one of those things that ends up on Netflix and yeah. you know it's like a two star movie and you feel like why the hell did I just waste my time so um but it's being produced by um the same uh Blumhouse Productions which di- which did uh Paranormal Activity The Purge Insidious so you can kind of see sort of where sort of what not what to expect but i mean it kind of lines in with the same ideology of those films so i don't know i just thought maybe this might be something that we'd want to keep on the radar in case it turns out to be good uh this says the plot summary reads like a cross between die hard and battle royale which Hmm. could mean that film acts as a tongue-in-cheek send-up of such movies so it may have a little bit of comedy it may be a little satirical of of said movies so if that's the case it could be good if it takes itself too seriously, now that's probably not a great, <laughs> not no. a great way to go. But uh, who knows? So we'll see. Just put it on your radar, okay, Jason, your radar, and uh, we'll get back with you in 2017 when it releases and we forget to watch it. How about that? Okay. So, what do you got here, Jason? Uh, Mr. Sinister. I just like to call him Sister Minister. Confirmed <laughs> for Wolverine 3. Interesting. Uh, apparently there's a post-credit scene in X-Men Apocalypse that kind of teases towards this. I haven't seen the movie yet, so I cannot comment on its legitimacy. But uh, he's always been a uh, a, a doucher McGavin in the, in the Wolverine uh well, not even the Wolverine, the whole X-Men series. Um, yeah. Wasn't he in Spider-Man a little bit, too? I feel like. Uh, I don't know. I'm not well, sure. Well, you keep talking, and I'll look that up. And really, I mean, that's not... I mean, that's really the gist of it. There's not... Um, does it really... Is that he, he? You know, he, he's going to be in it, and he's going to be tied to the creation of X twenty three and a young female clone of Wolverine. Um, but that's all it really says about it. And then it's going to come out in March twenty seventeen. This is an announcement to announce that it's been announced that Mister Sinister yeah. has been announced to be in Wolverine three. Basically, gotta love. By the time, see, that's the thing is, you never know how many news uh, machines. Yeah. Uh, that's been through before you get to the point where it's whatever has been said about it has already been said. So the people are like 
this news comes via 500 different websites that have already reported on it. So, okay, so no, I don't think he's been in and uh, Spider Man. So who the heck am I thinking of from Spider Man? I should probably, likes... you know, you know what should really been the top our top story for games this week probably really should have been the announcement of PlayStation Pro, but I forgot that eh. happened last week. <laughs> well. The half-step consoles are here. It's true. Um, that shows you how much we care about it. <laughs> while you're still looking things up, I'm going to go into technology. I'm I'm not finding it, so, oh, so I'll, forget I'll about it. take the journey with you. For people like me that got uh, bought a GTX 970 video card, you have until November 30th. You can now file your claim and get 30 bucks from NVIDIA. Mine, mine is eligible in the date. I just have to look up uh, a receipt and... Uh, a code and boom, thirty bucks. Gonna buy a 3DS game. Thank you, Nvidia, for false advertising. Too even that's even extreme saying, but you know. Whoa, you got you're gonna have some Nvidia fanboys down your throat now, saying, "Well, you know, it actually." Just yeah, right. Because all those people <laughs> that bought it are gonna do the same thing I did. Yeah, but you don't know that. You don't know that I want my thirty dollars. Yeah, I don't. It's it's weird to me to I mean people will be fanboys about anything I guess but it is weird to me that I've always just bought whatever video card suits my budget at that particular time so so you always bought no ATI <laughs> uh, no, not in the beginning I did have Envi- Nvidia's up until I think like the last one I had was. Yeah. Like a seventy nine hundred or something like that. ATI has definitely gotten is getting a lot better, but I just you know I've only had an ATI card the one time, and I just didn't care for it. So I just out of habit, I just always go Nvidia. Just like I, AMD, just like a, Nvidia, just like uh, Intel, I just don't care for uh, AMD. So yeah, they're they're actually yeah. It, it's interesting what I've read about Nvidia and the way that they're the way that they aggressively approach, not that I'm faulting them for doing it, but the way that they aggressively approach proprietary technologies that their video cards can um, feature that are specifically closed only to NVIDIA, where ATI will do open source stuff. I don't know how much that necessarily... um, I mean, that's all, that's all, it's not like you can really say, you can draw conclusions from things that happen, but you can't literally draw, uh, you know, from point to point that this is the exact cause. But there have been mumblings that say that because, for instance, I think it's the Witcher 3, they have hair physics for, um, what's his name, Geralt, Geralt, that were originally just kind of like an open source, uh, sort of like what ATI has. And I guess that runs okay on both video cards. But then um, I think they said, hey, you want to use our want to use our hair uh, technology? And so because it's a closed source thing, ATI cards have a little bit more struggle um, with s- stuff like that, with the proprietary technology that they have. However, there's also parts where ATI um, cards that that I've experienced, I've had more troubles with other things that aren't even related to that. I feel like 
as far as mm-hmm. having an ATI card go. So you definitely get what you pay for, um, but it is interesting to see those, like how how much of it is industrial sabotage or or however you want to label it. Um, I don't know. It's interesting to me. And like I said, you can't prove it one way or the other. So don't take my word as gospel if, <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about, but go, hmm, he could be onto something. It's just stuff that I've read that's interesting, not for the sake of yeah. causing arguments. Hmm. So. Well, there you go. And our runner-up, MSI, has the VR1 backpack. Yes. Yes. Not Debuting at the Tokyo Game Show. It's not a backpack that you put your VR headset in, Jason. Oh. Oh, no. It's one that you wear like a laptop, basically, on your back. A backtop? I don't know. Uh, That you hook your VR headset into, and then you're free free to walk around, brah. See, this makes makes a little more sense because I saw there was the other backpack that was uh, out before. That looked much more backpack like, and I was really had a concern with ventilation. But this, like, you can clearly see where there's a fan output. You know, yeah. If you put this side. on your chest, people are gonna think you're gonna wear Batman armor. Or Looks something like you're ready to play laser tag. <laughs> yes, that is true. That is true. It weighs, um, I think it said like three point, yeah, three point six kilograms, which would be. I don't speak Euro. What is that? Seven pounds. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Let's find out. Seven point nine pounds, so eight pounds really. Um and it it comes with two battery packs, so there's where all your weight's coming from, basically. One and a half hours of full speed gameplay, Jason. So you can I mean, you probably don't want to stay in, in virtual reality for much longer than that anyway, but this is a great this is the most um expensive untethered experience that I've seen, you know, cause you got your cable management problems when you're tethered to a, a desktop PC, you're, you're mm-hmm. anchored. You have like maybe four feet to, to move around in. So this, right. this, this'll be, see, I think it's a great, I think it's cool. I think it's a really cool idea and everything, but it just furthers the gap between the people who can afford this technology and the people who can't. I'm not going to go out, go out and buy this backpack so that I can play my Rift without being tethered. Like yeah, I don't but need there, another I think there, expensive not, thing. There's not so many games that really excel for, that really require that either. You know. True. True. Like where you're going to be walking around and stuff like that. I mean, you, you, there's no way to like capture your your walking movement so much. So it, I don't know. Yeah, it's, unless it's you have one of those octagonal, uh, what whatever that thing was, that the um, treadmill basically, where that that mm, lets you yeah, run yeah. in place. But then even then, you're still tethered, so there's really no point. Yeah, I don't know the whole, and I find that the whole issue from what I've seen now is that I feel like VR is not getting as many experiences that are worth doing that it's hard enough finding a normal game to play let alone one that you are going to want to walk around and crouch down and yeah do stuff like that with so i don't know i think i think they're putting a lot of technology behind it but not a lot of software behind it yeah 
But it's there if you want it, Jason. So you feel free to pre-order that. Okay. <laughs> you don't have a VR headset, but I have a VR headset. I mean, I got an Android, so I can just get like a cardboard piece of cardboard. And... That's true. I was gonna say you could get like the opposite to put on your front, and it'll hold just a full-size monitor in mm. front of you and keyboard, and you can just walk around yeah. like that. Perfect. I'm a computer. Use me. I'm a computer. All right. Let's do it. Okay. It's a week late. It's Netflixation yep. time. It is Netflixation time. Lucas, well, what did what did we watch? We watched um, Spies Like Us. Okay. Now, you'll forgive me if I have a hard time conjuring the memories of this delightful little comedy. I just uh, watched because... it, and I still have a hard time conjuring the memories. <laughs> yes, I do, too. And I've seen I it have before. A terrible, I have a terrible short-term memory and a terrible long-term memory, so... I don't I don't know where what that gets me, but um, well, Netflix described it as this. Let's start there, shall we? In this slapstick comedy, it's up to two CIA spies who have never left their boring offices in Washington, D.C. to save the world from nuclear disaster. So. I mean, everything's on the line, Jason. Lay it on the line. I I would say that pretty much sums the movie up for the most yeah. part. Um, it doesn't really address the fact that they're actually not really supposed to be doing that at all. They're just decoys, and they right. don't know it. <laughs> and that's but we do, and that's what kind of makes it funny. So, yes, this is very much an '80s um, well slapstick comedy. It's not it's not as goofy and dumb. It's not like Dumb and Dumber or something like that where all the humor is farts and and ridiculous stuff like that. It's um, I don't know. It's it's just a delightful little romp, if you will. It's got some quips. It's got some jokes, and uh, a lot of them are you know just good writing. I guess is yeah what I'm getting at here. It's not it's not lowbrow. I mean, it's lowbrow, but it's not lowbrow. I don't know. It's hard to describe, but you'll 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 see what what I'm talking about if you watch the movie. So uh, not to get too far into it because it is, it's not the most complex of plots, but basically, yes, there are two spot, two CIA spies who are chosen because they're so terrible at either one being liked or two being good at their job. I feel like um, Dan Aykroyd's character was at least, good at his job yeah yeah <laughs> and i'm not really sure why nobody likes him but he's one of those smart Ale- i guess smart alex who his boss hates him because he's better at his jo- at his boss's job than his bosses so i'm assuming yeah. that he hates him because of that but um the, basically they both get um picked up for being so terrible and the way that they get chosen is so ridiculous they're 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 sent to take this test and chevy chase's character is just like didn't his father get him his job yeah. where he's at and yeah, he so started, he like, like in the mailroom yeah so he never has to try and he knows it so when it comes to like taking this test that he doesn't study for or is not prepared for he has you know he's he goes in cool level headed he knows what he's going to do and what he does well let's just say it's nothing short of amazing Quite a performance, to be sure. And so because of that, and both of them, really, and the way that Dan Aykroyd um, 
reacts to his ridiculousness and plays along with it. Uh, they both get picked up. And so they go on this adventure to uh, Russia because this is clearly Cold War stuff going on um, where they are charged with basically, like I said, being decoys, but they fumble their way into the actual the actual mission because mm-hmm. they were told where they were supposed to go, but they get there and they weren't prepared for that. So uh, and then comedy ensues, Jason. There's lots of comedy. I don't know if you knew that. Mm, I must have what missed you, that. Oh, snap. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, did I Did I um, sum it up pretty well for you there, Jason? Yeah, well enough. Anything I missed? Nah. Um, there's a little bit of, um, you know, the world's going to end, so we might as well all love each other. That's always good. That happens as well. So if that's <laughs> not going to get you to watch the movie. Yeah, exactly. That's not going to get you to watch the movie. I don't know what will. So let's uh, let's go to likes, Jason. Uh, is there anything that you particularly liked about the flame? You know, I, I like um, chemistry between Chase and Aykroyd. You know, I think any of the, the, that group from that era, you know, between would, would do well in something like this. I always like, I really like vintage uh, Chevy Chase. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I had seen this. Um, gosh, I don't know how many years ago. I feel like you know it's one of my dad's preferred films, um, and you know I like I like the premise, uh, but for me, spoiler: this movie did not hold up as well as I remembered it to. <gasps> um, you know, it was it was a bit tough, a little bit tough of a watch for me, a little bit because some of you know I did like there's some of the jokes I really did appreciate, like you know I think it's a dick for well, what's a dick for? to piss out of, you know, you know, yeah. stuff like that, you know, I got a good laugh out of me, but there's some other stuff that just kind of fell a little bit flat. Um, but at least what I like though, is the movie, the movie knows what it is and doesn't try to be anything more than that. You know, it's like, I'm not, it's not going to try to be an action movie, like a movie of today. You know, it's just a comedy. It's not going to try to have, you know, special effect, all these crazy special effects and be this blockbuster. It knows that it's, a, you know, this, this comedy and it doesn't, you know, strive to be anything more than that yeah well nowadays you would get like a comedy but it would also sort of be an action movie because we can't just mm-hmm. have a straight up there's a you rarely get just a one genre film anymore these days because we yeah. need to we need to branch out for the kids because they they're always looking at youtubes on their phones so yeah yeah it is pretty much pure and unadulterated comedy that's for sure Anything else that you can think of? That Not can... that I need to mention. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you. I feel like, like you said, the the two mains are, of course, they're both comedy guys, so they're going to get along together well. I'd be shocked to find out that they hated each other or something behind the scenes. Um, I liked, like you said, I liked bits of the comedy. Um, there are things that, didn't necessarily make me laugh out loud that I think I liked better. Like the idea of rushing them through training and not telling them like the part where they, it's so dumb. I think I laugh about it more now thinking back on it than I did during watching it. But the part where they just have them crash the plane, like they get in that plane and then it just crashes into the ground for no particular reason. It's just like, it's the stupidest thing ever, but it, it made me <laughs> that, laugh because uh, I I still love the G force. 
Yes, training. that's or, another one that's good. Yeah, so like those parts made me, you know, in my mind, I'm laughing, I guess. It's not like I'm going to burst out, you know, laughing crazily or anything like that. But, you know, I appreciate that. So stuff like that is is pretty good. The Some of the other stuff, like you said, it falls a little flat or is a product of its time or whatever. Yeah, I think um, that's the thing. If you had to, that I wasn't able to do is to observe it, you know, more true to its know original nature well and i'm sure if we watched this in the 80s or even the 90s it would be different but it's hard to separate i mean that's a lot of time it yeah if you are familiar with 80s comedies i mean this obviously is not going to branch out farther than what you're used to so if you don't like 80s comedies like this then you're not going to like this one either but this this falls right in line so uh, all right, let's get to dislikes because I'm sure that you have some here to talk about, <laughs> <laughs> or at least nitpicks. One or the other, you can combine them. Yeah, I, I mean they're they're more you know combined together. I mean just like <sighs> like it... <sighs> I feel like the story. I mean, there's not really so much. I mean, it is very much just a cut and paste story just as a series that have a, 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 a chain of jokes. I don't really feel mm-hmm. like there's like, I mean, it's not going to blow you away, but I don't know. It just feels really, I don't, I have issues, issues with it, I guess all the same. And I, <laughs> I forget, you know, back the, that era, you know, not so much that the dislike, but it's just like, well, there's a woman here. So let's get her, Get her clothes off for no other apparent reason. And at least there's there's no there's no nudity in this film, but I mean, it's just there's that, and I I like the ending too. It's got the typical movie that area. It's like oh, this guy gets this girl, this guy gets that girl, and of course they're all over each other, and that's what makes everything okay. See, and I wonder how much of that's satirical, and it just didn't come across that way. But I don't know if in the and at, at that day and age though, it wasn't satirical though. That's how movies were back then. If you you know. That's true. Because most movies were true. like that. That's how it, you, grew, you grew up watching movies, and now it can be considered a little more satirical, I think. But I, you know, it's hard. It, it, it's hard for me to nitpick or dislike because I can I can very tell much that just my taste in film and movies has changed as I've grown age, as I've watched other things. That this movie just doesn't. It's just a, the case that this movie just doesn't hold up for me, you know, anymore. And I, it's, I think it's unfair for me to really nitpick it too much because it's just it's too hard for me to to watch it. I have to view it from a different, you know, a different eye, a different place, and I'm just not able to do that anymore. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, I can, I do, I definitely do agree with the. Um, I don't know. The plot is kind of all over the place, and. I mean, it makes sense to me on paper, but when I was watching it, I don't know. It's just, it's goofy and that's fine and everything, but it just, I don't know. They like take that stop where they pretend to be doctors and everything. And <laughs> some of that stuff, I don't know, maybe the meaning is lost on me, but it does just kind of, I don't know, go from place to place. So I guess out of anything, that's the thing I, I dislike the most is it that it, it seemed to be a collection of scenes to make jokes yeah. Um. So that's just loosely loosely tied together. So that's kind of a that's kind of a bummer for me. But um, I don't know. I didn't. 
like you said, it's it's even after I watched this movie, I was kind of like I I knew I wasn't gonna have a lot to say about it, and I'm not sure it's because if it's because it was released in the '80s, so it's kind of hard to fault it for being the way that it is because that's right. Like, you know, you can't really in retrospect disagree with something because it's a product of its time. But yeah, I don't know. I guess the best is to say that it doesn't hold up the greatest. Uh, It's not a terrible movie, but it's also, I don't, I don't remember hearing anyone going, Oh, have you seen spies like us? Yeah. That's like, that's my favorite movie. You know, it's, it's not one of those movies that people remember fondly as far as I know. So, um, so that's kind of, I think that kind of really sums up the way that we, both feel about it and i mean given given that it's not like i didn't have a bad time with it i just no it kind of felt like i was just watching something because it was on i guess it was like that feeling i was getting so i don't know take it for what it's worth like i said you're, you're gonna know if you you like 80s movies or not so uh it's one of those kind of niche things now that you're either like it or you mm-hmm. don't. So, well, uh, I, I didn't grab any IMDb fun facts. There are some here. Um, here, here we go. The film originally ended with the destruction of the world, but test audiences didn't like it. So a new happier ending was shot on a soundstage in Burbank. What do you think about that? Jason? That's great. Uh, the Russian phrase spoken by Nana Aykroyd to the Russian agents is, Oh God. Shem and she's nestem this translates as the less you know, the better. Ooh. Um, oh, this one actually is interesting. The first movie collaboration of actor-comedians Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd. Or as I like to say, Shavas Chase. Because he's fancy like that. Ooh. Um, so, yeah, there's some IMD fun facts for you. No listener feedback. Mr. Michael McDonald... <laughs> Last ep when we um when we filmed, uh, but, uh, when we recorded last episode, he had said, "Did you guys record tonight?" And I said, "Yeah, why?" And he said, "Oh, well, I was gonna write something for for the listener feedback portion of Netflixation." And I said, "Oh, okay. Well, it got pushed back, so I guess that works for you." He didn't end up watching it, and I said, "Well, I'm confused because I thought you you made it seem like you already." Had watched it and we're gonna write was gonna uh, write something so i'm sure he was gonna have a scathing and on point review of yeah of the movie so well i'll just pretend like he wrote something in and uh so thank you for that michael thank you for thinking about us well it comes to the are you ready to designate an arbitrary number to sure to, to go this is how much i liked it or disliked it yep okay uh jason please tell us that number now well, I don't remember what Netflix had uh, previously wanted me to like this because I think um, this was like one of those movies I'd gone through and like, oh, I've I've watched this and I rated it like a long time ago when I first got Netflix. Uh, okay. So, yep. Um, I I had previously had a score of of four for it, but after rewatching it now, I'm like, ah, this is a three. I don't love it, but I don't hate it. So it's just kind of a middle of the road for me. Yeah, I um. That's actually higher than I thought you were going to give it, but 
Uh, I'm gonna. I kind of agree with you. I'm gonna give it a three and a half. The half is for some of the 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 little jokes that tickled my funny bone, and I can. Yeah, I mean, there's that, some good so. one shots there. It's just some of the in between that brings me down. And I mean, I love I love Dan Aykroyd. I love Chevy Chase, but um, it's a dad movie. Know. Everybody's dad probably loved this. Oh movie yeah, my dad likes. Like I talked about before, <laughs> watch this. Like, there's this stripes. You know. uh Uncle Blazing Buck. Saddles, all that stuff my dad, like, you know, loves. So Sure, And sure. I, I, I have, you know, fond memories of Stripes because I watched that with him when I was younger and stuff like that, but I'm sh- I'm not sure, you know, what my experience would be like now just because, um, you know, my my tastes have changed and comedy has changed and, you know. Yeah, I think that's a big thing of it too is that you can watch this movie and appreciate it for what it is, but I don't think – many people's dads just took what their dads liked and decided that's what they were going to like. You know what I mean? Like I can appreciate this movie, but it's not necessarily going to go on my top 10. I don't, I don't have fond memories of watching it or whatever. So that's, that's for the, the last generation or whatever. Um, you know, we have our own tastes now. So, and our own spies like us to, (laughs) to fondly remember. So I see, Jason, that unlike me, you remembered to pick a Netflix station for I next time. I almost did it, but did. You know, I had a thought to myself, and I said, Self, <laughs> we could yeah. revisit a, a fun movie that's a good joke of our friendship that's newly hit on Netflix, which was The okay. Road. Ooh. But I didn't go that route. Cause I, Are you, you know, talking like, oh, about you the, know, the apocalyptic? Yeah, the, the one road. I fell asleep during <laughs> yes. we were watching. So you had still, too many to this beers. day, I still haven't seen the end of it because I fell asleep. So I've got like the last I cried. fifteen minutes to watch, but um, not as good as the book, by the way. Still good, but not as good as the book. But however, I I did pick a new film. Uh, it was actually a suggestion, a listener suggestion, a few uh, a few episodes ago. The one we should look to adding to our our repertoire, and that is the fundamentals. The Fundamentals of Caring. Yay. Uh, who ne- Which Netflix describes... Lucas will love this, by the way. He's going to give it a five because Paul Rudd's in it. That's my prediction. <laughs> do you? Oh, wait. Pred- dancing prediction. Do you predict that Paul Rudd will dance mm, in it at some point? Yes. Um, a writer stuck in the past, a teen with an uncertain future. On a road trip full of firsts, they get a new lease on life. Oh, boy. I have a feeling that... We're, that It'll be an interesting discussion, I think, when we get to did Netflix describe it adequately. Now, you know what's fun? Funny, broad. like if you hover over a movie, that that's the description I get. But if I click on it and re- get the, the more info than I get in this inspirational buddy comedy, a young shut-in and his caregiver take a road trip in search of landmarks, but end up finding hope and friendship. Still, still so, kind of along the same lines, yeah. but a little bit more. Yeah, you yeah. get a little bit more. But so see, we, not everyone's not everyone's going to click on the movie, Jason. They're just going to get this. So we've got Paul. This. We've got Paul Rudd. We've got uh, Craig Roberts, who was in. Um, yellow, was it? What was the submarine one? Was that's just what it's called? Wasn't it submarine? Oh yes, ne- yes, yes. A Netflix station. That's going. Uh, that's going quite a ways. Suggested by uh, Dave, and then uh, Selena Gomez. So, and it's a Netflix original. Selena Gomez. Oh boy, interesting. Well, looking forward to it. Yeah. Mostly just Paul Rudd. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Netflix gave me a four and a half, and you. It, it thinks I'm going to love it. This I'm going to give yeah. it a five. 
Yeah, that would be. I don't. Man, I don't remember the last five we dished out. That's not saying much. I already talked about how bad of a memory I have. So. Yeah. No kidding. <sighs> well, there you have it, folks. There you go. That's what we do on Netflix Station. We watch stuff. We talk about it. We don't rake it over the coals. We don't like score. We don't tell you you gotta go see it. I think we just kind of give us some honest little feedback on it. Yes, we are it's known very, for it's our very much opinions. more a companion experience than your suggestion experience. It's true. It's true. One day, one day someone will watch a movie in conjunction with us and then will give us their thoughts and tell us about it. I don't know one what. We'll, we'll be beside ourselves with joy when that happens. Yeah. You know what one, else okay. is really do you, nice? Do you remember do you remember experience? what our first Netflixation ever was? Oh god. Was it Ghost? It wasn't Ghost Walkers or Gala Walkers, was it? It was either Gala Walkers or what was the zombie one? What uh, the the one with the girl falling apart? Yeah, Contagion I feel like that. Or something like I that? feel like one of those was our first too. <laughs> that was back when we didn't even really do um, show notes or anything, so no. it's hard to say. Yeah. Um, I think I want to say it was Gala Walkers, but I I feel it, I like that's just the too. one. I just feel like that's the one I remember because it was there was just so much to say about it. But I also yeah. took it like way too seriously and had like a notepad and was writing notes and everything. So and then you're like, that, what am I doing? Yeah, well, <laughs> that that turns into like a three hour discussion when you write down every little thing that happens. So. Yeah. Lucas, do my eyes deceive me? Do we have a submission in the community grab bag? Yes. Did we even have to um, solicit said submission? No, this or? person went above and beyond of their own accord and said, hey, you know what? I like Fluxtapose. I'm going to send them something for their podcast. From the Still rocking out. the hashtag, I see, too. Yep. And that was none other than Mr. Nathan Thomas, who, who does, as you said, hashtag Q4F. Nathan, also, you might don't don't adjust your eyes. Nathan did switch his gamer his uh, Twitter handle from the long used Sith Nightmare. He now goes by voiced by Nathan. Hmm. Don't don't be confused. Do not be confused. Um, his question is: Lucas, assemble yes. a team of five heroes. Any fandom? Jason, assemble a team of five villains, and we discuss who would win. So perhaps we should do it in secret because otherwise you're just going to pick a villain that would all right right all right all right let's see here time to open notepad <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i should probably it's going to be harder to like adequately judge them so do 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 all right what we got here All right. I think I'm done. I'm not happy with my first pick, but I'm just going to leave it in there for the sake of doing it. Okay. Um, well, since he asked me first, I guess I'll go first. This is the leader of my group. I think that'll be no surprise. It's Captain America, Jason. He's okay, a, go. He's a good leader. You know, he's going to lead this group to victory, but he he can stand. I would say he's a pretty um, rounded fighter, if you will. Not outstanding, but, you know, someone you can count on to have your back. Who's he fighting, Jason? 
Magneto. Oh, that, that doesn't spell very good for a sh metallic shield throwing <laughs> <laughs> guy. I thought, like, well, you know, maybe he he needs a little more, you know, power, a little more, you know, ability. But then I thought, you know what? No, he has, uh, Magneto's just got, like, a really good, you know, like, leadership ability. So um, kind of the same thought process yeah, then. you know, he's just, he's always been there. He's a rascal. He's a, you know. Are we talking uh, old man Magneto, or are we going to go a little yeah, younger? Yeah, I think, you know, a little bit older. I mean, he not needs like, the experience. Yeah, you know, not like the movie's old, but, you know, an older. Just like so he show up and go, Charles. <laughs> you know. Charles. Yeah. But, well, yeah. Thankfully, Captain America will be keeping him busy because next on my list is my personal personal favorite, um, Colossus. Oh, man of metal! Uh, not a very Russian another dude. good selection for no. Well, for, for the Magneto, you know he can turn he can turn it on and off. So you know, I'm, I assume he's still oh, pretty strong me. when he's not made up made out of metal. But uh, Colossus is a personal favorite of mine. He is he's filling out the giant dumb lug of the group so you know you got your hulks your things that's that's where he's coming in so he's the muscle and Wait, uh who you're not gonna yeah. expect this one. Oh gosh you're not because it's you know you got a guy made out of metal but you have a guy that has the ability to give life to metal that's not oh, lord than dr wiley himself <laughs> flanked by robot masters snap you know, they had a comic of that too, so if you wanted to keep it in the comic kingdom. He will do he will he will reign supreme across the city in twenty XX. So are we gonna say his superpowers then are the fact that he has his own mini robot army? Then? His superpowers I'm gonna say is his ability to create robot masters to do his dirty work. I like it. I like it. So he is a he's definitely a, a leader of minions. Yeah. We're going to F you up, brah. That's right. Well, That's interesting. Right. Well, hopefully, you know, if if my next hero has, has a few moments to spare, he may have prepared for such an occasion by adding some anti-robotic measures into oh, no. his, his uh, trusty bat belt. And that's none other than Batman. Now, Batman is fulfilling mm. the, the Iron Man-ish role of of this group he's the tech guy he's the billionaire he's he's gonna come prepared but most importantly i feel like he's a little less roguish than um iron man mm -hmm. tends to be tony stark he's he's a little too fly by fly fly off the handle so i need somebody who's a little bit who's gonna keep in the group a little bit more and has the experience and uh, that's that's the the man bat, the Batman. Oh, well, we're going to get fighting? to settle a good argument here. But then this is the thing about Batman, and I get it. You know, I get what he does. But people though is they they make an argument for Batman. It's like, well, he'd do his research and he'd be able to prepare and he would know. And it's like, okay, yeah, maybe, but no way he could do it for everyone. You know, it's just true. You know, especially especially when it comes to out of this world abilities, he's never conceived of. He doesn't understand. Uh-oh. He doesn't understand the true power 
of the dark side. Holy cow. Darth yeah. Vader himself is my third pick. The Dark Lord of the Sith, Lord Vader, rise. Nice. He will. So he'll be with this lightsaber and this force choking and his his slow me- mechanical suit striding into our hearts. I so There you go. There you go. We'll be to answer the question who wins, Vader versus Batman. Yeah, that's true. I feel As much like... as I like Batman, I still have to give the edge to Vader. I just don't see how you can prepare for that. Uh, well, that's why you're not Batman, Jason. Also, like, I don't understand how Batman can fight Superman. I really still don't. I just... You know. the, 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 the moral to Batman's story is that money solves all problems. I guess so. Uh, and I don't know how you're going to tell them apart, really, because once they get in a scuffle... I mean, they're all, they're both wearing all black capes, you know, well, one breathes through a respirator helmets. very loudly and mechanically. So that could be a giveaway. That's well, yeah, I suppose that's true. Um, well, and he's also like what? Seven feet tall or whatever. Yeah. So that's another one. Uh, okay. Well, you know, see, you've, you went way out into the, the, the depths of he said all uh, fandoms. Geekery. I'm trying to I'm trying to encompass them. Yeah, all. I appreciate that because I didn't <laughs> I didn't try to encompass them all. Uh, my next pick is someone who I think is going to be very versatile, and the reason for that hmm. is because uh, if the if the villain has superpowers, she is able to to steal them. That somebody is rogue, Jason. You know, mm. she even if she doesn't steal them, you know, she's still got super strength and everything. True. And she can fly because she stole Miss mm-hmm. Marvel's power, right? Something like that permanently. I don't remember. Uh, so, you know, there's that. But then uh, get the gloves off, do a little touchy-feely. Mm-hmm, Next thing mm-hmm. you know, she's, uh, you know, got Wolverine's powers or or she can throw a shield or turn into metal. That'd be cool. She stole Colossus's power and turned into a metal rogue. I'm sure that's happened. Everything's happened in comics. And then Magneto can throw her. That's wow. true. That is true. So who All will right. rogue be fighting? Well, Booger Man. He's omni powerful. Oh God! Well, I'm screwed then. He's diabolically evil. Is he a doctor? He's not a doctor. But you might have heard his name before. For I have chosen to unleash upon you the one, the only, uh-huh. Sephiroth. Oh, God. <laughs> Sephiroth. Dun, 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 dun. Is he going to come oh, down from the ceiling yeah. and stab Rogue in the chest? Spoilers. Oh, for... Yeah, I will. Oh, He will. He will uh, do all these things. Yeah, I mean, I don't get... know what else to say. He's like. He's got a big sword. Got a mass? What's it? The mass immune, I believe. I don't remember. All I remember is that it's like twelve feet long and impossible to exist mm. in real life. Mm. Mm. But we're gonna do it anyway. There you go. Well, finally, then my last pick is yet again somebody who will be very versatile. Um, you could say. A uh, little light on his feet, 
perhaps um, quicker than the human eye. Uh, his name's Flash. He's a speedy. Yeah. He's a speedy guy. I don't mean this young Flash from the TV series who has quirky adventures with Green Arrow sometimes or whatever. <laughs> Talking about you know Justice League Flash, the guy who the guy who ran in that machine so that they could travel through time or some crap like some comic book stuff like that. He powered it up with his feet because he can do that. He did. It's also pretty fast. Yeah. Now, who's he yeah. fighting? You know, for lack of better options, I just wanted a powerful superhuman bruiser. I'm not even superhuman. So, and, you know, he's very relevant in today's uh, mythos. So I thought, you know what? Why not? So I decided to pick Thanos. Thanos. Oh, jeez. Flash is screwed. <laughs> yeah. See, there's not there's not a lot of basically you like I I don't like Superman personally. I think an all encompassing superhero is kind of pointless. Mm-hmm. Um but you get a lot of that with villains though. You get a lot of very very powerful villains uh that can be defeated, but not without some difficulty. When you have yeah. five of them, that can be even worse. So, yeah, because usually a lot Flash of times, is it, screwed. And, and well, yeah, you're right. Because usually in a lot in these, in the especially in the comics realm, usually yeah, a single villain is more powerful than the, the heroes they're fighting. So they have to team up to take them down. So that's you know, the power of friendship. Yeah. Well, but I don't know. And, Anything can happen. I, I don't know. It's true. I don't know well, how I could just choose. I think we need to maybe we put up a poll or something. Ooh, there we go. Or Twitter write poll. It, yeah, Twitter poll, and uh, tell us who you think would win and why, and we'll talk about it on the next uh, podcast. There you go. We've we've drafted our rosters. You, the community, tell us who would win. And just because I saw it, I will let it in. Um, Nathan wanted to know, he had a late entry, who would be our favorite uh, Batman villain besides Joker. And mine is easy. For the movie? For like a movie? No, just just, who's your favorite villain. Okay. And it's so easy for me because he was was portrayed so beautifully in a movie. And that, my friend, is Mr. Freeze. You need to chill (laughs) out. Actually, though, Mr. Freeze was was really brought to infamy from the animated series. They brought that character back to life yes. and made him. Do cool I need again. to pull that? Literally made him cool again. Uh, I see. I see what you did there. Um. Yeah, he had that really like monotonous voice. Batman, I'm going to find you and kill you, Batman. Clay he was face? like. Clayface was pretty good, but Clayface actually kind of scared me when I was younger. Um, I okay. I always have gone kind of for the big muscly guys. You know how you know how I like them, Jason. Um, I like the idea of Bane. Bane just freaks me out. He is hopped up on crazy drugs that pump him up beyond juggernaut levels of destruction and muscly power. 
Um, and I feel like he's very rarely portrayed with any decency. <laughs> like yeah. anytime I've read him a few, I've read his character in very few comics, but when I do, he seems like not dumb muscle. He seems almost assassiny kind of not, not in the sense that he's like, well, you know, dead why shot he, or something. Well, because he's, he's come up with a diabolical way to give you a punishment. That'll be most severe. <laughs> but, um, uh, you think this gives you power over me? Your punishment will, will be burn. more severe. <laughs> go, go to the football field, and uh, we're gonna go on an airplane and steal a steal a guy. Ugh. Okay, just saying it. The third movie sucked balls. Like, yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, it was not terrible. It was well made. Just the story sucked. Uh. Scarecrow was a close second. I just like his power. Power of fear. That's always fun. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. There you have it. Yeah. Yeah. Nice one. I like yep. it. All right. We've ran long. It's Strong. time to go. Oh. It's a good show all the same. Reminder, Battle of the Beer. Good stuff coming. Netflixation in two weeks. Subscribe More. to Battle of the Beer, bro. Yeah. The hell's wrong out. with you? Check out the new channel. Check out all the things we do, and we it's got love that you new channel smell. It. New channel smell. So until next time, uh, have your flex to pose and do the thing, and look for the poll to vote for our super team face off. So uh, as always, thanks for listening, guys, and we will be back next week. <laughs>